Greetings, friends of Web of Life Animus Network. For this episode, we are highlighting Elizabeth Black's recent circle called Animist Empaths Self-Care. So here we go. Welcome, everyone, for being here tonight for Animist Empaths self-care um so i wanted to start just by letting everyone know what does animus mean to begin with and sometimes we get people uh, joining our group online and they don't know what animus means so animism is connection to all um and knowing that that Everything has an energy, um, sentient beings to it. And, and so this can extend to plants and animals and crystals, my car. Um, so even inanimate objects have an energy to them. And combining that with being an empath is very useful. Um, empath is someone that picks up on the energies and feelings and emotions around them. Um, and that can be through people to people. It can be worldwide picking up on emotions. It can be with plants. It can be with animals, crystals. Um, so combining the two is really helpful, I find. And I'll give you some examples of that tonight. The next thing I want to do is I like to say that you are in a place right now where you are considered normal. Um, and Terry, you are considered normal in, in this um, setting right now too. A lot of times empaths, feel like um, they're different or no one understands and so you're among empaths right now and we get it and i go with the expectation that we're all here to grow um, and we are using real communication um, and we don't want to hurt each other's feelings we are leaving our egos um, somewhere else please <laughs> And if we feel like we're going into fight or flight, we'll do a pause and ask ourselves, what is this about? And why am I feeling this? What is triggering me? Rather than just diving right into it, it see it as something that you can learn from, that it can help you. Um, and we are kind with our words. So tonight, you don't need to take um, anything that belongs to someone else away with you. Um, we're in Tucson, and we are in our space called uh, Web of Life. In this space, we are sitting in chairs tonight, and we have a nice bubbly space around ourselves so you don't have to tap we don't have to tap into each other's um we don't have to empath each other and if you start to do that just like you know gather yourself in you don't need to do that tonight you're here for yourself that's why it's called self-care so that means making sure you have your own boundaries 
Next, I would like to say blessings for empath self. And I always love to put these in here. Um, so this is what it's called. And I don't know who the author is. It's not me. I found them um, like many years ago and I just think they're awesome. Blessings for the empath self. I love myself today. I honor myself today. I respect myself today. Today, I intend to take good care of myself. Today, I will do everything I can to make sure I grow and shine. Today, I will recognize my empath triggers and ask my empath guide for assistance. Today, I will give myself permission to turn my empathy off when I choose. Today, I will use my empathy tools and I will feel support from my empath guide and the universe. Today, I will be gentle with myself. Today, I am grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, welcome to those that just joined us. And um, I think you, you have your song. Oh, actually, here we are. Okay, sorry, we got a little interruption there. We had some people join us. So, welcome. Um, Tonight, I'm just gonna dive right in with the self-care. And then if you have questions and, and you know, come to you, you, you might wanna jot them down because at the end, I'll try to give time for questions or um, comments about what happened. Um, but otherwise, we're gonna go right through on your um, worksheet. And Terry online, um, I did, post a picture of the reflection sheet that we are using. So um, if you didn't get a chance to get it from the Facebook group, um, you could do that later. And um, it just kind of gives you things to think about as we go through. And you'll be able to do the activities without it, but it, it's nice to look, reflect with it. So the paper that we have, um, goes along with the activities that we're doing. And then also, it's really nice to have it because I just found my, one that I had done probably like eight years ago and to see like how I had um, grown since then and the things that I had written down was really fascinating. So that's why I think it's, it's helpful to have it. So the first thing that we are going to do that is really important for self-care for empaths is being centered and knowing yourself. And that is easier said than done with empaths because a lot of times we are just soaking in everyone around us and we don't even know like, is that coming from me or is that from someone else? And if we're not like practicing good spiritual hygiene, it just collects and collects and collects. Um, until you know you you might even feel overwhelmed with it. So, um, and one thing that I find like I have have to be careful with myself is being around people, and I am like tuning into them so much that I will just start agreeing with what what they are saying, just because I'm like moving through their emotion as well, even if I personally don't agree with them. And I might have like somewhere in there lost what I really feel because I'm just soaking in their emotion and I don't even know do I agree with this or not because I'm not taking time to like pull back into my center and check in with myself so it's really important that you get centered <clears throat> an exercise that I found years ago that I love is by uh, Sandra Ingerman 
and she is a well-known practitioner of, um, she has animist beliefs and the <clears throat> tradition known as shamanic she practices. So we're gonna do that first ex exercise by Sandra Ingerman. And if you wanna go check out more about her, um, you'll know her name. It's called the Do I Like Exercise. And I'll tell you what we're going to do and then we'll quickly go through it. We're going to look at our surroundings here and at home, Terry, and you're going to find a color you like. And you're going to say, to yourself, I like the color, and then whatever color it is, and then tell yourself why do you like it because. So you'll do that one, the color, and then next you'll do what sound do you like most here and now, and why is it your favorite? And then the final one is what texture do you like and why? And once you practice this, it's really easy to do it quickly to get yourself back to yourself because you're focusing on yourself. That's something like empaths have a hard time is focusing on their self. They're always focusing on others and feeling others and helping others. So this is a way to bring you right back to yourself. So let's go ahead and do that um, and just take a minute to look around and first find the color that you really like. And then um, a texture, so something that feels nice to you. And why do you like it? Tell yourself why you like it. And, oh, a sound, skipped over that, a sound. And now say to yourself in your head, I only feel my own emotions. This exercise helps you tune into yourself only. Um, when I was a young girl, I was to say like my teens, what I would do is like escape to the bathroom, you know, like a public bathroom. I remember one time in the airport, I went to the bathroom because then, you know, I'm not surrounded by people all around me. So I could recenter myself and get back into my own thinking. And now, now as I've progressed, you know, I can turn to something like this. I don't have to do it exactly the same every time, but that like brings me back to what I'm thinking. And I can be doing it while someone's talking to me too. You know? And it, you can do it quickly and you can be back into your center. On your worksheet, um, there is a response to that. So if you want to take a minute and write you know, what you think or how you could use that. And while you're doing that, I'll move on to the second self-care, which is called grounding or earthing and being um, part of na with nature. As an animist, um, nature is so important to us. An animist empath, nature is, wow. <laughs> I, I frankly don't know how empaths make it without connecting with nature. 
Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be like going out and being doing the big hikes or um, running out in nature. It's just like as soon as you walk out or even if you see a plant, you tune in and you know that they're there to help you. And I mean, who wouldn't want that? Like another helper. So everything out in nature, um, just walking across a parking lot and seeing a tree, as I'm driving all the trees, I think like, oh, they're my helpers and I'm their helper. We're, we're in this together. And I feel like, well, I'm never alone. And that is a great feeling for, for me. And I want to um, say though, that as an empath, we know we're never alone. This kind of never alone though is, <clears throat> is nurturing never alone. Um, whereas other kinds of never alones can be very overwhelming. So connecting with nature. And so on um, our little altar, I brought my happy plant. I call her my happy plant because she just like always puts her um, ivy leaves out like wide. I always feel like she's trying to envelop me or she wants to envelop me. So I call her Ferdy. Her name's Ferdy. Um, I don't know. That's what she told me that she, she likes to be called. Um, and I just want everyone to take a moment and you were invited to soak up her happiness and draw it in. And as an empath, we spend too little time like focusing on like the awesome qualities of being an empath. And that is that you can soak up the good too. And so I invite you to do that. And if you're at home, Terry, if you have a plant around, then you, you can do that. Or if you have a picture or even in your mind, a tree. Just soak in the happiness from the plant, the sunlight and the good vibrations. I will add that if you are in a situation like, let's say you're in a hospital, you go to the hospital, you're visiting the hospital, or like I had jury duty, or going to Walmart, um, all the things that can be triggering for empaths. Connecting with nature, trees, the plants around is so helpful. Even just like if you like rub your hand across it, you're picking up the energy of those um, plants and, and that is so helpful. And that, in fact, I, when I had jury duty, I, had to go outside and just like walk around, walk around, walk around, be around the trees, look at the trees, and that totally helped me. Okay, the next one is checking in with yourself. That is another really important self-care thing for empaths. And so that's as simple as like, is this mine? Does this belong to me? Is this my emotion? And then the next step is trusting yourself. Like, I don't remember ever like having this problem before. I, and I, if you feel like it's not yours, don't go to the place of guilt and saying like, oh, it must be from me. Just say, okay, this isn't mine. And um, this isn't about me. And then you can say, I don't want it in your mind. It doesn't belong to me. And I'm sending it back to who it belongs to or where it belongs. And so you're acting as if you are a mirror and it's reflecting back to where it needs to be. And don't feel guilty about it. Like, oh no, I'm sending like bad vibes back to somebody or to somebody or out somewhere. No, it's not yours anyway. So let it go. Um, 
going along with that, so we pick up energies of others and what's going on with them. We have the ability to change these energies. Empaths can change the energy. And as you work more with being empath, you'll start to see that. Now, is it our responsibility to do that every time? Responsibility? Do we need to do that? Is that our job to do it every time? Many times as empaths, we feel like it is. And we, it, that can be so heavy. We feel like, oh my gosh, I have, so, I have to do, take care of them. I have to help them. And that is not true, basically. Um, it's important to move away from that feeling that you need to help or fix everyone because that kind of help can be misused. Um, or it's not even welcome. It's an unwelcome thing. It's not your job to do that. Um, if you're in a relationship and you feel like you're the one that's always doing everything, there's unequal energy, then it's time to ask yourself, like, am I, is this something I'm really meant to be doing? Um, and you can do that by tuning in. And if you're working as an animist, here is another awesome opportunity because as an animist, you can have an ally that you can turn to and say, hey, does this belong to me? Is this something that you want me to help this person with? Is this part of my life purpose? Instead of just like going over and over in your mind and like doubting yourself, like, am I supposed to help them? Oh, I'm not a good person. I'm so uncaring if I don't help. Turning to an ally, which could be an animal, a plant, a uh, um, higher being, uh, like a goddess, um, angels, fairies, any of those that you feel comfortable with. And asking is it's like, wow, it just takes so much pressure off of you. And, and even if you think it's like, this is so woo-woo, uh, give it a try. I mean, it's like, what can it hurt? Um, so then if you tune in and say, is this, you know, part for me to help with? And if you get a no, then the next step is releasing control. So that is another thing. Like I, only, I would even say that's one of our shadows as an empath is, even as humans, I'd say, is that need for control, that we want control. And as an empath, because we can move, maneuver that energy, letting go of it is hard. So release the control. So here's something that I learned about releasing control. Uh, and I saw it especially with family, because we can get totally triggered around family. And this simple action is a good way to make it physical for ourselves. So what you do is make a fist. So everybody make a fist. And imagine that you're holding on to that energy of the other person, or let's say it's your family or some kind of situation, and you're holding it. And, and you could have the ability to, to change the energy. But it's not your responsibility. So you're holding it. You take a deep breath. And release it. And as you're releasing it, you're going to open your fist wide. And I let go of control over whatever it is. 
So you're holding your fist and, and, and I can almost like feel like it's a visceral feeling of the energy just goes, release, release. Um, recently my mom was sick and so I had to keep doing this over and over like, okay, it's not my responsibility to, to fix my mom. This is her own journey that she's going through. And this really helped that I could just see, okay, released. <laughs> and when I release it, um, it takes practice not to like try to gather it back in. Oh, but, 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 and I'd start worrying like, oh, and put my fears in there and, and just like letting go of the control is a practice. The more you do it, then I'm going to say it doesn't get easier, but you become more um, aware of it. The next one for self-care, and we already touched on this a little bit, is allies. Um, another thing you can do with them, not only asking if it's something that you are to help with, is asking them to block stuff out for you, blocking. Um, and there are so many different ways to, to, for protection. Um, for empaths that we can't cover them all tonight, but I'll tell you what online. There are so many there's bubbles. There's mirrors. There's shields. and If you're first if you're just starting out as an empath, I think like those are the way to go the bubbles the shields um, And they're always like a good like if you are really sh um, Shaken to go to those immediately But as you progress then you'll move away from that um, you'll become more skilled. So as an animist, as I was saying, it's important to have an ally. And sometimes people are like, well, I don't know who my animal is. I don't know how to get an animal. I don't know how to like call an animal. Like, well, how do I get an animal you know, ally? And one way that's super easy is just to, like have some animal cards or just even look online like, okay, I'm gonna find a picture of an animal that calls out to me. Or if you keep seeing the same animal over and over, like lately I've been seeing coyote a lot. So I, I feel like, oh, coyote has a message for me. But also cards are really good. So I have oracle cards and tonight I brought um, my children's oracle cards because I teach kids about this kind of thing too. And so this deck is for children, but we are tapping it into our child self. So Terry, I'm pulling a card for you. And that is unicorn. So you get unicorn, Terry. And I'm passing the cards around to everybody else. Do we keep it or do we put it back? Either way, it's fine. So you, as an empath, you can tell them, um, you can ask them, block this out. Like if I'm going out in public, let's say I'm going to, I keep saying Walmart because it is like one of my least favorite places to go as an empath. I like have to know exactly what I'm going in for, get it and like dodge out, which is not like me because I do like taking my time like in the grocery store going up and down every single aisle, <laughs> but not Walmart. Okay, so you can say, I'm gonna block this out. I don't need any um, you know, negativity affecting me. Um, you can tell them that there's something that you don't need um, or you can ask them to alert you when there's something that you're meant to help with or there's something that you need to know or um, to send you a red flag, <laughs> that's really helpful.
And I have found that as an empath, if you have like one ally that you can turn to is like your empath self and you have like t dozens of allies, but you, then you get to know this um, ally and also it, it becomes easier. Like it almost feels like my ally can just like tune into it and already knows because I've said things over and over to them and they, and they do it already. So I really find that helpful. Okay. Another way, um, because I've worked with the same ally for a long time, I feel like, you know, we're on the same wavelength and I don't have to especially express, maybe it's even telepathic now, which is helpful instead of like, okay, help me, help me. You know, they already know and tune into that, what I need. Mm. An example that I can give of that is, uh, one time I was going to get gas and somebody just came up out of nowhere. And I, so it's almost like the voice, my ally was saying like, okay, use the violet wand, which is another empath tool. And I'd never like really used it before I read about it. And so I just like, you put your finger up and you just see like a violet flame. And I was just like, yeah no <laughs> to the person and then they like recoiled and like bounced back almost from me and then they walked away from me so i felt like my my um helper was was telling me like okay that's what you need to use another self-care is color protection and when i first started out i used that a lot i just like every day saw a color and surrounded myself in that color and um then later i found like some color cards and that gave me like even more variety of colors um instead of me always like ch choosing the same colors and so we're going to pass those around and what you do um terry your color is apricot what we do with those especially like in the morning it's good to like just pick your color and surround yourself in that color and you will find that people re will react to that color in different ways. And so it's, it's fun to experiment and just see that color around you and see how um, people react to you. Um, like a lot of times I like pink because pink is my favorite color. So I put pink around me a lot. And I, I find that like people like, um, like it's a heart color and it works really well with kids. Um, Blue is very soothing and calming. Um, and so I think each color has a um, feeling to it. And my feeling that goes along with it may be completely different than yours. So that's another reason that why it's fun to experiment. Um, if you're moving through a crowded place and you have your color around you, it's interesting to see like, how do people react? Some people move away and some people are like drawn closer. Um, which is important to me because part of the intentions that I set are, you know, people that are for my highest good are drawn to me and others are, they move away. You know, they don't, they look elsewhere for what they need. And that color really helps with that. In addition to that, getting bigger, that is so important for empaths because we often do the opposite we like get overwhelmed and we start drawing in and like pulling in and like maybe even flee the scene which is drawing away from it so start trying the
the opposite of that and like pushing out your color or your energy. And you can even see like your aura or circles around you and you're pushing out with it. So if you at first need to do like use your hands and actually push, you can do that. And then you start to feel from like your heart, even sometimes like you might need your brain to do it and like pushing out your energy. And that helps to like move people out of your vibe, you know, and because people are drawn to empaths um, and they'll move in close. And this helps not to stick to you because contraction means sticking, a lot more sticking. Um, it's a dense energy. It, fear is drawn to it. Anger is drawn to it. Hatred, um, it collects easily. And that's not what we want to collect. So expand. Okay, so we're gonna practice that right now um, with your color, you're gonna see that color. We're not gonna expand our colors all around each other. So, so that's not what I mean by it. But we're gonna expand it, seeing it move. So your color is just gonna flow past other people's colors. Don't worry about it, like all merging and getting, turning into a yucky brown. Um, you're going to push your color out to, first to, um, the edge of the wall in the room, whatever room you're in, Terry, and then out towards, we have mountains here, Terry, if you have mountains, push your energy out towards the mountains, and then up into the sky, so you're growing bigger, 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 so let's take a moment to that, see your, the color that you picked around yourself, and then practice pushing it out. And then if you want, you can leave it expanded or you can just pull it back in and nice little bubble around yourself. Okay, the last thing that I want to touch on today and then we are going to see if anyone has questions um, is, is impasse we might feel overwhelmed and then what happens is we either get completely tongue-tied or we cannot answer at all um, because we are not just listening to the words that are said by people we are processing the energy and what's underneath and so it's easy for us to become overwhelmed and also we may be merging with the energies of others we can also fall into the trap of believing everyone else is doing the same thing we are doing or that they totally understand what we're going through and they're not. And once <laughs> you start to realize that, <laughs> it becomes a lot easier that people do not think the same way that you do if you are an empath and they are not an empath. They have their own way of processing. It doesn't mean like, oh, we're superior to them. It just means it's a different way. And so being gentle with yourself, ourselves, and being gentle with the other person is really important. 
and just like coming to realization like they don't get it okay <laughs> so how can we communicate like what can we do to make a bridge between each other also uh, not feeling pressured to answer right away is really important um let's see I, oh it was at yoga <laughs> i heard like there is opportunity to pause and then i was thinking oh the sacred pause and then i just keep seeing pause everywhere take a pause pause and that is important for empaths because you can say like okay i'll get back to you on that or if someone is just like completely downloaded on you you can just say wow you don't have to like give a big response at that time or you can say good to know um or i'm learning a, a lot about you um, or you've given me a lot to think about. So those are some go-tos that I would even advise, like write them down on a card and memorize them and, and just start practicing them, giving yourself the gift of that pause as an empath. Okay, sorry, I lied. There was one more thing that I just wanted to tell you about. And that is called flying, feeling the glow as an empath. So again, rather than just the negative parts of an empath, one of the positives is being able to feel the glow. And that is easy to do with um, ascended beings. So I have a statue of Kuan Yin um, here on our altar. And so I would suggest, because it's a wonderful feeling, thinking of what you would like to reach out to and just tapping into that vibration that they bring. Um, you can do that with like babies. You don't even have to like go into the baby. You just like fly with the baby because they're innocent. They have that glow around them. You see them cooing and um, puppies. <laughs> um, so whatever it works for you, uh, I put Kuan Yin because I can really feel her loving energy. Um, and you know, there's lots of other gods to choose from. There's um, any kind of higher consciousness. And just try that, especially like if you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I hate being an empath. It's horrible. Start trying to do some of the positives so you can see what why it's good to be an empath too okay so now we have time for if anyone has questions and okay and terry it, how does she ask a question there's her how does she raise her hand or whatever or he i don't know Unmute themselves. Okay, so if you have a question online, then unmute yourself and then we'll look for your question. Does anyone else have a question, comment, or did you want to share anything from your um, reflection sheets? Now is the time for that. Okay, everyone is looking totally stunned in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Are overwhelmed? I don't know. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, in that case, then I will ask you the questions. Okay, what did, what was your feeling about centering and knowing yourself? Would anyone comment on that, please? I like the uh, color exercise. It felt like mindfulness. And you can carry that color with you all day too. If you choose a color each day, like, oh, just draw that color in. If you're feeling like um, you're starting to feel triggered in the moment, just like call in that color and see it around yourself or pick out things that are that color. I find that really helpful. Anyone else? I think the texture is helpful. Um, yeah, that, that one usually gets overlooked, texture. We don't really think about that one so much. Well, if you have a cat or a dog. <laughs> That's true. Texture is a very good thing. So someone in the room said texture is really important. There's something very centering, comforting in petting the dog or the cat. That's <laughs> true. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, how about protection? Does anyone have a protection that they have tried and they love? I wear a grounding tree. Yeah, that's awesome. Definitely, and all the crystals, like, and I've been wearing bracelets lately. That really helps. Yeah. So crystals, we were talking about, um, and what? talismans, mm -hmm. and black tourmaline. So black tourmaline, obsidian is really good. Amethyst is your, for um, empaths, amethyst is like your do-all, <laughs> helps with everything for empaths. It's a really good one. I find that moonstone and smoky quartz are my top two empath stones. The moonstones and smoky quartz as well. I have a different way of working on protecting myself. I go to therapy. And I've been caught for eight years to work on myself to um, establish better boundaries. My mom is kind of the same as yours. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like I'm responsible for her emotions. So I go to therapy, I work on my boundaries, work on mm -hmm. saying no to people. That's a good one for And uh, just knowing, being more aware of what's my responsibility and what's not my responsibility. I'm working on my codependency here. Uh, being able to be happy even if someone else is unhappy, not tying my emotions to theirs. Yes, thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Like giving ourselves permission. Like if someone you love is not feeling happy, that doesn't mean that you have to be feeling bad too. Giving yourself permission to be happy. And um, like was mentioned, boundaries, working on your own boundaries, having good, strong boundaries. 
And so that also um, emotional boundaries and physical boundaries about, um, okay, so there's touch physical, but then there's also like your energy around you. How, what are your boundaries for it? And as empath, your, your boundaries may be different from someone else's. Um, I just thought about for the boundaries, in addition to touch and in the physical world, I think, um, especially with devices, uh, boundaries about notifications are big with me, like quiet those things down. So it's not like beep, 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 beep mm -hmm. all the time. I even like take down my ringer. Uh, I will turn it off at night, things like that, because empathically all of this, all these people's energies is accessible instantly uh, through this device. And, you know, you get one little notification that you get an email and you can't help but click. And then it's something that's a downer that is hard to, to deal with. And then you can't undo it. Maybe it's at the wrong time or it's in a bad space that, that you're not ready for it. And uh, so I've been practicing that a lot. She even has a bandage on her phone. I have, I have a band-aid on my front-facing camera just to make sure for my own knowing that the phone or anyone through the phone is not going to be watching me all the time through my camera. And I don't think that's paranoid. <laughs> Things that I have been practicing is compassion. Um, I'm glad that empathic um, culture is coming to the surface so we can really start talking about these things. And as I've done my investigation, and realize how many snags of life I've gotten into um, by getting consumed by other people's energies. And then having to deal with the fallout of what that is about. So for me, it's like, can I have compassion for myself? Sometimes it's so hard to do in the moment. You know, narcissists are really love empaths and they you know love to utilize our energy so i'm learning to go back into past circumstances and work on having compassion for myself or however my response has been and for other you know and so that just being able to practice that i also sleep in my own org field um i I learned to respect my need for solitude a lot. That that you know, and, and start cutting away at some of these cultural beliefs of we should, we should be this way, we should be that way, we should be as people. And truly, I feel like compassion has been the a lifesaver for me because then it allows me to get into a more of an investigative place. Um, and that's my protection.
I like that about the compassion, what she said, and um, so compassion for ourselves and, and compassion for others, and especially um, when they don't understand us and they don't get us. Um, it's not their responsibility to understand us or get us either. Um, so that's why I'm super happy that you are all here today among empaths and I'm very happy for our empath Facebook group um, and that there are groups and so many books and so much writing online about being an empath and there is absolutely no reason to stay in darkness or despair with being an empath now, all those resources are out there for us um, 10 years ago when I really started like having empath groups, there weren't as many resources and um, it was, it was harder for people. I think it was, there weren't that many empath books actually. Um, now we have a lot more. So don't stay in darkness or despair or feeling like mm, it's the most horrible thing in the world to be an empath start exploring have fun by like trying different things for yourself um and also like reach out to other empaths and ask them like hey what works for you it might not work for for you yourself but um there's so many good ideas um and i'm lucky that i have uh empaths people around me mainly because i just reached out and said and told people i'm an empath um and they have like brought so many good things to me. Like uh, Quinn, I know is just like, um, she got me like a kind of soap. <laughs> so um, like a clear, has charcoal in it and just washing with it, like ooh, clears everything away. So you never know like what kind of tools will work for you until you just start trying them and also reaching out to others and see, see what kind of ideas you can get. So if there aren't any more comments or questions. I have one, which is about um, the, the despair of empaths. And I guess what I would say for people who feel like this sucks just 100% mm -hmm. is in, in small ways, over time to look at our lives, our external lives, there's our internal lives, but then look at our external lives and what areas or people or situations are the hardest. And is there a way to shift those? Maybe it means trying to do something different or maybe changing roommates or if possible, right? Or even littler changes to move it in a direction over time where we honor our sensitivities more rather than say, well, this is just the way it is and I just have to suffer and I have to have all of these ways to deal with toxicity, like really like toxic stuff. And so maybe we can look for ways to uh, lower the level of toxicity in our lives, both from inside and the situations around us. And we do have that right to do that. I agree a hundred percent. Cutting out the things that make you feel that despair in your life, changing the things that make you feel that despair is, can be painful, but it's absolutely the best thing you can do for yourself. For example, about four years ago, I had to cut contact with my mother because she was one of those things in my life causing me despair that 
her energy was so toxic to me. I couldn't ground it out. I couldn't protect myself from it. And it made my mental health suffer. And so it was a decision I had to make um, for myself. And while I still miss my mother and that sort of nostalgic, like I want my mom thing, I think it's the best thing I've done for myself. I'm in the same boat. I cut my mom out of my life in April it's, of last year. It's the it, hardest thing I've ever had to do, but it's the best thing I've ever done. It gets easier the longer you're away. You know, I, I've noticed that the, lot, the more time that goes by, the less I miss her. Yeah, the, I miss her like when I get sick or yeah. when I'm sad or, yeah. you know, when you want that motherly comfort. Right. But I don't. You know, I don't miss her every day. Mm -hmm. um, my problem is she makes my depression worse. Yeah, my mom did mine she too. She's not an ally in my fight against depression. Right. She makes it worse. And you have to find that respect for yourself to say no to mm -hmm. the toxicity. Well, and that can be where the ascended or some other beings, like a mothering energy to find find it you know we don't have to like go without what we have to be separate from uh, be, we can find other ways to receive what we need in, in those ways and there are multitudes in the physical world and in our spirit world or in our mind we can create that and also that goes back to what i said earlier about is this my job to you know take care of my mom and do this um, and if the answer is no, then realizing that it's for your higher good and probably for her higher good too. I mean, how is she going to evolve if, like, say, I keep doing it for my mom and help, and making it easy and when it's something that she has to go through? So it's, in the long run, it's beneficial for the other person too. So again, thank you everyone for being here. And of course, there's so much more that we could say about being an empath and we will another month. So hope to see you again. And Terry, if you have any questions, you can reach out to me on Facebook, either message it, or you can put it on the empath page if you want. Or if you are um, through Meetup, you can uh, send a, um, email through or message through meetup the facebook group yeah it's animist empaths mm -hmm. and this audio will be put in some form and put there so anyone could listen if you want thanks everyone thanks elizabeth